Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Time for another Spawn Daily. We're up to issue number 30. Just a reminder, in case you're not sure what the heck are you doing, talking about Spawn. Well, it is the 30th anniversary of Image this year. It's also the 30th anniversary of Spawn, because obviously Spawn debuted the first year Image came out. So Rocky from Comic Boom and I decided, man, we last year we really wanted to get on board and understand what was going on with all these new Spawn universe titles that Todd McFarlane was releasing. You know, his, his hope is to start a new connected Spawn universe and have it grow organically even beyond characters that are related to Spawn. But, you know, when I read Gunslinger Spawn and I read King Spawn, even some of the stuff in Spawn universe, it was referencing all this past history of Spawn and I had never read it, you know, and I'd been thinking ever since issue 300 came out, 301 broke the record Spawn is a record-breaking title because it's the longest uh, running title, creator-owned title ever. Uh, I was like, man, you know, I've never, I've always planned on it, but I've never gone back and read Spawn. So with this being the 30th anniversary and with this new Spawn universe starting, I've been thinking for a while, you know, really need to, I really need to read Spawn. Well, if we're going to read it all, why not cover it? So if you're looking for the first 12 issues, they actually came out last year. We did 12 Days of Spawnmas. We covered the first 12 issues as we counted down to Christmas. So issue 12, the episode that covers that issue, came out on Christmas Day. You can go back and you can find them on the Comic Boom YouTube channel, or you can go back and find them on the Comic Source podcast. And then when the new year started, we continued going with issue 13 and doing one issue every day. So by the time the end of the year rolls around, Spawn should be up to somewhere between 330 and 340. So it does give us a little bit of cushion if we need to skip. I know the last couple episodes have been outlet uh com have come out a little later in the day um again circumstances beyond our control you'll notice i'm going solo again for this one rocky's had some stuff going on with his family that's uh unfor very unfortunate and and has him unavailable at the, uh, at the time so hopefully he'll be back really soon because you know i love to get his perspective on some of these uh he's enjoying spawn as as much as i am you know he'd never read it either we both feel like it really holds up better than we expected you know spawn has a little bit of a this um, reputation for not being well-written or not being very good, but it, yeah, it is a little bit of a product of its time. The art is top-notch and yeah, it's, it's holding up better than I thought it would, especially those really early issues. Now we've had a couple of freak of the week type stories come up recently. Um, last issue dealt with child abuse. That was a kind of an uncomfortable conversation. This one's sort of a one and done as well, dealing with another social issue. So Kind of interesting that Todd's choosing to uh, talk about these subjects in, in comics. You know, certainly he's not the first one. And I, I definitely don't think that politics don't belong in comics or that, um, you know, politics in comics is something new. And, th and this goes to show, right? These comics are almost 30 years old and there's plenty of politics in them. So, you know, all those people that are saying modern comics, get your politics out of here, whatever. Look, just look, <laughs> comics and politics have gone hand in hand, social issues, injustice, that it's just, it's endemic to heroes, right? You want heroes to be fighting against bad things. And sometimes bad things that are endemic to society are prejudice and um, abuse and racism and, and all those kind of things. You know, we, humans are inherently political, right? We are a political animal because we're a social animal. When you talk about social interaction, you talk about groups, politics are inherent to that so <laughs> if you're going to tell stories about people you're going to have politics that's just the way that it is so anyway it's great when rocky's here to give 
perspective and whatnot. But unfortunately, like I said, he he couldn't join me. So hopefully um, next week he'll be back. I'm, I'm just not sure when everything's sort of up in the air right now. But um, this issue 30, like I said, much like issue uh, number 29 is sort of a one and done. Let me go ahead and, and share my screen so you can check it out. Um, now, even though it's a, a one and done, even though it's um, a, an issue that deals with some some political stuff, it it's a relatively quick read, I'll say. Um, so I, I think this episode might be a little bit shorter than um, than most. But as you can see, Spawn is there hanging from uh, a noose, which is a disturbing image in and of itself, but you might not necessarily find it that political or that offensive because I think a lot of us, we don't necessarily think of Spawn as in terms of race, right? Like because he's Spawn and he doesn't necessarily look like a black man. He can't even, when he changes appearance, he can't even change himself to look like African-American, right? He can only look like white surfer dude. But at the end of the day, his roots are in that culture, right? In black culture. So when you take it in that context, again, I wonder, just like last issue, when we covered child abuse as a, a subject, if this comic were to come out today, if the story were to come out today, if it wouldn't have a little more sensitivity, I don't think this one is quite as triggering in a lot of ways as the other one, or maybe it's just that racism is, it's more openly discussed now than child abuse. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, when we look at the the uh, the credits here, it's called The Clan. Todd McFarlane does a story just like last issue we saw for the first time. Craig Capullo is listed first under the art, then Todd McFarlane with a special thanks to Kevin Conrad. Tom Orzakowski is on the letters, as always, and Steve Olaf does the colors. So we see Spawn. He's walking along the road. We know he used the littlest bit of his power last issue to put temporary tattoos on the abusive father that was also a police officer, because I think the last time we saw Spawn's counter at the end of issue 28, it was at 7012. So now it's at 6997. Still, he hasn't used a lot of power lately, and apparently he had a fight with Angela as well. So he's really been conserving it. He's walking along, and he says he can hear the devil laughing at him. And I love the splash page because it's got this fantastic... Um, uh, rendition of Malbolge up in the clouds. Um, and he's, he's been awake and he's been walking. He's trying to save his power. He's been walking for eight days. Right. And we know he's strong and he has endurance and what have you, but still walking for eight days straight, especially when you weigh 400 pounds of psychoplasm, that, that can't be the easiest. So he says his costume is throbbing. It's angry. It wants to teleport back to New York. It's tired of, you know, helping him. <laughs> Even the costume started walking at this point. But like I said, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to use up the power. And he's thinking about those kids back in Alabama and sort of telling here, he's like, um, I don't know if I, what I did was the right thing. Cause I was sort of playing God interfering with their lives. Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? Those kids needed help. He hundred percent should have interfered. He should have interfered more. Um, and this is, you know, another assumption that Al makes here where that he gets wrong. He says uh, that guy needed to be told off and I'm sure he got the message. Well, I would argue the guy needed to be more than told off. He was, beating the crap out of his kids and getting worse. And he would have eventually killed one of them. Um, if you know what happened last issue hadn't happened, go and check it out. If you, if you haven't go and check out yesterday's episode, but 
he clearly didn't get the message, but luckily the kids were able to resolve it on their own. Uh, and the other thing Spawn can't, can't stop thinking about is women, right? Which that's been sort of endemic of, of Al Simmons throughout, right? Like the whole reason he came back was because he wanted to be with his wife, Wanda. Angela apparently is somebody who he also has been thinking about. And, you know, he, he, he's talking, he's thinking to himself how he bargained his soul, try to get her back. And then he was, uh, whatever interacting with Angela again, the Angela miniseries, which we haven't read. He says, she came on to me. Nobody ever warned me about angels wanting to come on to me. And he doesn't know how to feel about that. So we are going to have to go read that Angela miniseries at some point just to check it out. So anyway, he, he hears somebody coming, he gets off the road. He doesn't want to be spotted. And there's a couple of trucks that go by. And remember he was in Alabama last issue. He's been walking eight days. He could still be in Alabama for that matter. Uh, Mississippi maybe, but definitely he's in the South and a couple of pickup trucks go by with clan members in there. And Al's like, that, I couldn't have seen that. Right. That, that, that can't be right. I couldn't have seen that. Um, I, you know, I must be, I must be seeing things because people don't still wear hoods, right? Like the clan's not still a thing. He's like, uh, you know, I better go check it out. He sees some lights over the top, uh, over the next hill, he hears somebody yell, stop it. And when he uh, goes to check it out, he, he finds a farmhouse. There's an African-American couple there with a little boy and their corn has been set on fire. The man's trying to put it out with the fire, uh, put out the fire with his garden hose and the woman's saying, stop, there's nothing left here. Let's just, let's just leave. Let's stop fighting this. And, and the man is very angry saying, never you know, my, my ancestors left us this farm. I'm never going to stop fighting for it. We really need to stand up for ourselves. And Spawn uh, happens upon this. So when he shows up, the guy grabs a gun because he thinks that Spawn must be with the, the people that, that lit the fire, right? Um, and the, the guy says, move and I'll kill you. And Spawn says, I'm not armed. He's like, good for you. But I got a message you can take back to your to your friends because I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to run me off. And Spawn's like, well, I'm not from the, the clan. And the guy's like, well, why are you wearing a mask and why are you hiding your identity? And Spawn says, well, because of my past. And we get a little flashback page here where Spawn's thinking about the times where him being a, a black man made a difference um, in terms of, of prejudice and how he had to, to fight that much more and how so often if things went wrong, it was the you know, the black guy that was the sacrificial lamb. I mean, look at what they were doing to Terry Fitzgerald, right? That's a perfect example. Um, so Sponson ends up taking off his mask to show him. And while he doesn't look like a black guy uh, anymore, <laughs> he definitely doesn't look human, right? Um, so, and he still has the the stitching, the the shoelace stitching. So he's like, I, I understand your anger. Um, you know, they only torched your fields, but you know, look at me, like they, they torched me in a way. It's like, that's where I, why I wear a mask because of them. So he's, Spawn's not being a hundred percent true, but he's not far off. Right. Um, and so that sort of gains the trust of, uh, of these other, um, these other uh, black people. And they're saying, the woman saying, ah, oh, you look like some kind of monster. And the guy's like, uh, well, you know, you, you might think, you know, suffering, but you know, we got, the clan trying to run us off of my grandpa's land. And, you know, I'm going to take him to court because this can't happen. Not in this day and age, this is America, right? Kind of naive, you know, especially nowadays we wouldn't, I don't think this would ring true. Um, 30 years have gone by since this and it's 
we're kind of we accept that racism now is is as bad as ever i feel like in a lot of ways um but at this time i don't know there still was a belief that things could could get better but spawn knows better he's been a part of that system right he even says you know that those men aren't interested in the law they're armed they're out to get you you should listen to your wife you should leave like no good can come of this so meanwhile the next night while the the clan is gathering uh getting themselves all stirred up uh, spawn shows up he blows up their trucks he warns them to leave the armstrong ranch alone um now i do wonder if spawn knew how ineffectual his warnings were when he tried to warn off the uh, police officer child abuser from last issue if he might not if he might not do something more than just try to warn these guys again i'm not like condoning spawn to to murder them all i I think that would make things worse in that they would become martyrs for the cause and you know Ku klux klan members from the surrounding areas would show up and lynch every black person in in the state um but you just wonder like is is warning enough but again maybe he thinks that he thinks that his warnings for the child abuser worked maybe he can warn these guys off um but as he's standing there somebody takes a shot at him right through the head again he's still in a weakened state from his battle with angela and from walking for eight days straight so he, he's basically knocked out which again I, I find to be a little strange if you remember a few issues ago when twitch shot him in the knee and it should have taken out cartilage and prevented him from walking or whatever but again his body is made out of cycloplasm it only resembles a human body in as much as that's what spawn thinks it should look like so that's what it looks like that's why he has ribs and a heart and bones and whatever um but when he got shot in the knee it didn't stop him from running off here he gets shot in the head and it i don't know maybe it's just the trauma of being shot that renders him unconscious because technically he doesn't have a brain right because his body's made of psychoplasm so you know if he has a brain it doesn't have the same functions like again we're not 100 sure how, how it works but either way he's incapacitated and they try to take his mask off to see who he is but again the costume's alive it protects him it doesn't allow them to take it off they don't care they get a chain and they string him up they lynch him so there's your there's your image there um it's uh it's disturbing you know seeing any anybody lynched like that knowing it's a black man again like i said makes it a, a little bit worse so um we do get an interlude for sam and twitch here and they're chasing after uh some criminal and discussing how they know that chief banks was the one that hired the kid um that or hired somebody to kill the senator's kid we found that out last issue and they're trying to decide what to do with that that information uh, meanwhile the next morning the, uh, the farmer, Armstrong, finds Spawn strung up, thinks he's dead, obviously, because why wouldn't he be, right? He doesn't know who Spawn is, what Spawn, uh, what power Spawn has. Um, but for some reason, there's a couple of the clan that are still there that, uh, that ambushed him. So don't know if Spawn was left as bait or if these guys were just guarding Spawn to see if Armstrong would show up. Not, not exactly sure, but they start kicking the crap out of Armstrong. Um, and before they know it, spawn comes to he takes out the two guys we don't see the fight we just see one of the guys snatched away and and you know he's been taken out 
And then we get a picture where we see the chain hanging there with nothing in the noose and the two guys are below. Uh, meanwhile, and this is another thing where take it with a grain of salt, it's comics. Armstrong has, he's brought a, uh, a court case against these two guys that attacked him, right? And we see them sitting at the defense table and they're all bandaged up. Um, and their attorney saying, there's no evidence to back up anything Mr. Armstrong said. In fact, you know, they're the ones that, um, that got beat up. You know, they're the ones in the bandages and, you know, the, the body of Mr. Armstrong's friend disappeared from this so-called murder site. So there's not even proof that they killed anybody. So obviously the thing that's hard to believe here is that there would be a court case on attorneys assigned, you know, already uh, that, would, that it would happen this quick. You know, it doesn't say, you know, a week later or, or whatever. Um, and so the judge actually yells at Armstrong and you get the feeling this judge is not on the up and up. And he says, you know, Armstrong, do you, do you, do you have anything to add? And, you know, Armstrong's mad. Obviously, he's like, this is a sham. This is ridiculous. Um, and the attorney's telling him, you know, be quiet, judge. You know, uh, I apologize for my client. Um, and the judge just throws him out of the courtroom, like, stop wasting my time with these false and defaming lawsuits. Next time you come in, you better have some evidence. And if there's going to be a murder charge, you better have a body. So get out of here before I, I find you in contempt. So, you know, here's Armstrong, who's the victim. And he's being treated like a scumbag by this judge. And we see in the bottom panel exactly why. The judge is actually the leader of the Klan. He's, you know, the biggest scumbag and racist of them all. And he's mad that any of them were brought into his courtroom. And, you know, he's, he's saying we're going to get a revenge on Armstrong for, for trying to, you know, take us out and, you know, attacking us through the courts. Like, we're going to have our, our revenge. So um, in the meantime... Spawn's been going around and sort of sabotaging different clan members um, and, and stirring up a sense of somebody being out to get them, stirring up a sense of paranoia. And he finishes off with, uh, with a judge. He shows himself to the judge. The rest he kind of does in secret just to, again, give that sense of paranoia and get all these guys really wound up so they're not sure who's, who's after them. But he goes to the judge and he... He basically says, you know, I hear that you're having a meeting on Thursday at the Armstrong's house. Well, let's have a meeting of our own just before midnight. Come alone. And the judge immediately gets on the phone and calls up everybody else. They were already planning on getting their revenge at the Armstrong ranch at midnight on Thursday. So now the judge is going to go early and he tells everybody, he calls up everybody else. He says, give me a 10 minute head start, right? Like he wants to find out what exactly Spawn is, is talking about. So Thursday's here, this guy shows up, breaks into the house and just starts spraying with his, with his automatic weapon, probably thinking Spawn's in there waiting for him and he's going to take him out. You know, he obviously doesn't realize the power of Spawn. So Spawn ambushes him puts a noose around his neck and says, you know, I, I knew exactly what you, you would do. And uh, you don't have even the remote chance of, uh, of, you know, beating me. So you didn't heed my warning. I'm going to, I'm going to show you, or I'm going to deal with you. And the, with the one thing that, that you'll understand, which is fear, right? What you use to run people off, to make them leave their homes and their families and whatnot. And uh, he says, doesn't, doesn't it bother you that, you that you do that? Like you're a judge. You can snuff out life so easily. 
And the judge just gets a look on his face. He, do, he doesn't care. You know, all he cares about is, is white power and blah, blah, blah. But he, he's actually playing right into Spawn's hands. Spawn has um, a trap that the judge kind of falls into that, that he doesn't even realize. Again, Al Simmons, maybe he didn't understand. Maybe he warned the child abuser because he doesn't have children. He hasn't experienced that. He just wasn't well enough informed on that subject. But when it comes to racism, the guy has lived his entire life as a African-American man. He understands this. So he's able to set up the judge perfectly. And so everybody else arrives, all the rest of the Ku Klux Klaners, and the judge is gloating, saying, fool, you're a dead man. You must have forgotten about my friends. And Spawn says, oh, let's just see uh, how well your friends, quote unquote, know you. And there's a big flash of uh, light, lasts about three seconds. And when all the, and then Spawn disappears. And when all the other Ku Klux Klaners run in and they see the judge there tied up, they untie him they, uh, and his hood is off. And what Spawn did with his power is he made the judge look like a black man. So they freak out like it's a freaking colored. How dare he desecrate the robes? And the judge is trying to protest like, no, Bill, Gary, what are you doing? It's me. Listen, listen. And, and they don't want to hear it, right? Like they're so blinded by their hatred and their racism that they don't even they don't even listen, even though I, I don't and I don't know if his voice is disguised or not. But they can, again, they're racist. They're scum. They can't see past the color of the, the judge's skin. So. Um, meanwhile, not too far away, where Armstrong and his family have been hiding while this goes down, Spawn had gone back to the judge's uh, chambers after the judge left, and he found a bunch of documents. He said the judge was very thorough in the detail that he kept about how all the land was illegally procured through extortion and force, and hopefully um, Armstrong will be able to use these documents to get you know, secure his land and get back the land of all his friends who were run off and run out of town. He said, you know, just show it to uh, anybody of government outside this county, because anybody in this county is probably going to, you know, discard the facts. So, you know, in the hands of state judiciary, you'll be fine. Your friends will get back what's theirs. Our responses, our people will return, you know, black people will return. So uh, Armstrong says, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know how you survived. God sure does move in mysterious ways. And I hope the judge doesn't cause any more problems. And Spawn says, well, I, I think he got the message. And this time I think Spawn's right. Uh, he wasn't right about the child abuser, but he is right about this one. Because when we get to the last page, we see that the, the uh, rest of the clan members leaving the farm, heading toward a, a truck. And the foreground, we just see a couple of boots hanging. Uh, and the implication obviously being that they lynched this guy, which again, I'm glad that uh, that Capullo showed it this way, because I think even in 93, 94, whenever this came out, it would have been it would have been in poor taste to show the lynching of a black man in a comic. And, and even when we got Spawn, you know, he, he was in shadow. Um, but, yeah, and this is the best way to, to portray this. And it's, a, it's a still a powerful and disturbing image in a lot of ways. So, uh, again, a one and done. Um, it definitely is not subtle. You know, like we've talked about so many times with Spawn, you know who the bad guys are. Um, they're a little two-dimensional, but you, when they get their comeuppance, when they get what's coming to them, when justice or vengeance is served, you can't help but feel that it's justified, even when it's brutal, because these guys are, are unrepentant and they're, they're irredeemable. 
uh, in so many ways. So yeah, it's a little two-dimensional. It's a little juvenile, but there are other storylines that are going on, especially the Terry, Al, Wanda love triangle that has a little more nuance. So again, it's of its time. I do feel like these last couple issues, they haven't been wildly expositional. We did have the sequence here where uh, where Al Simmons or Spawn was talking about the racism he's experienced in the past. That was a little expositional, but it was back in time even before he was Spawn. So I didn't mind it necessarily. Um, so yeah, these, I feel like McFarland's getting better as a writer in terms of not rehashing so much of what we've seen before, but let's wait till Spawn gets back to New York to see if he then gives us a big, Hey, just a reminder, here's everything that's happened. Um, but in a lot of ways, this was a really great issue. And again, the art, you know, I can't say enough about Capullo's art, uh, Capullo and McFarland's art on this. I mean, it's just, it's really spectacular. And even though these have been some one and dones and some kind of a uh, little bit more of emotional issues, I guess you'd say, because or, or social issues, because they're dealing with, you know, society, societal issues like child abuse and like racism. Um, they've still been enjoyable maybe a little on the nose, maybe a little two-dimensional, maybe lacking in subtlety, but again, getting people to think about it, starting the conversation, even if they are un uncomfortable conversations to have. So uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Like I said, sorry, Rocky's not here. Really hope he's back soon. Best to his family. And don't forget to check out our other content that came out today. We have the DC Spotlight that covers all the DC books for this week. Again, I had to fly solo on that. I was really disappointed. There's some really important DC books. Obviously, I would love to have Rocky's input on those. But don't forget, it's it does contain spoilers. Um, the New Comics Wednesday episode that comes out on Wednesday is spoiler-free. We talk about the other books, Marvel, and a bunch of independent stuff without spoilers, but DC, you guys like to hear it all <laughs> on the day they drop. So that's what we do. Um, so go check that out. It's a shorter episode, uh, even though there's 17 books because Rocky's not there. So I'm just flying solo. Uh, and there's also a creator owned spotlight for a new campaign that just started on zoop.gg uh, today as I'm releasing this episode. So January 18th, uh, it's for uh, a sci-fi anthology. Uh, it's the second issue or second volume of the anthology. It's called Thoughtscape. Really interesting, some provocative art. So listen to the episode. You can go check out the uh, the campaign at zoop.gg. So uh, like I said, this is gonna that's gonna do it for this episode, everybody. Don't forget to check out our other episodes. Be sure you're subscribing to Comic Boom on YouTube. That's Rocky's channel where we post all these videos. So comic space boom exclamation point. Just do a search for that on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Ring the notification bell so you know when new content comes out and like this video. Uh, if you're always checking us out on YouTube and you want to listen to the other audio only comic source content, don't forget to go to your favorite podcasting platform or favorite podcasting app on your smart device. Do a search for the comic source and subscribe there so you don't miss any of that content. So that's going to do it, everybody. We appreciate you hanging out, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. 
or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.